Welcome along to the Ninja Tune podcast, and it's another special edition where this time we invited Helena Half and Ilham Sphere along to have a chat with each other and play a few pieces of music. They discuss his new album Glass, which is out on Ninja Tune, and experiences they both had with their early recordings. They also talk about their first gigs and traveling the world DJing, including experiences at the Poodle Club in Hamburg. Music played includes tracks from Phantom Band. Dirty Criminals, Sympathy Nervous and Serge Gansberg, plus some tracks from the Glass album. After that, we look ahead to some of the new releases coming out on the Ninja Tune family of labels, with tracks from Romare, Leatherette, Hieroglyphic Being, Jay Daniel and Ninja Tune founders Cold Cut. hotel in london the other day and it was basically like sleeping in an apple store the tv was just like a massive it looked like an ipad it was a tv but it had you know like those ipads have those this black around them or something you know it was just a massive tv it was it was really really big and like the light control the temperature control the curtains and everything and um even even the room service and the um please do not disturb thing was like controlled by several ipads in the room oh like i don't smart parts i don't know what you call that actually and they had a smartphone for you as well to use and take with you and take stuff. with you yeah yeah they had what? a smartphone for you called handy which is quite funny because handy yeah. is the word for cell phone and yeah <laughs> so there was a handy for you <laughs> and um i came back and it took me an hour to switch off the light close the curtains do everything that i wanted to do it just took so long at the end i just went over to um you know when you put your card in this light thing to to yeah, yeah. turn on or the, the electric yeah for the, the electric yeah so uh, i just uh, took the card out of there to just 
like get rid of all the electricity because I just couldn't fucking switch this thing. I just, I couldn't switch the light off. Sometimes you just want to, you just want a light switch. Yeah. Why don't you just have a bloody light switch? I mean, it's it's simple. On, off. With, like, it's do you know really how old we sound? <laughs> yeah. So it's just like basically solutions for. They're creating problems that never were problems in the first place and then coming up with solutions for them. And it's like, come on, it's it's annoying. It's really <laughs> it doesn't I don't I don't get it. I just want some curtains and a light switch. Yeah, I don't think it ever was a problem for me to just get up and close the curtains. No. I never I never I never even thought about it. I never even thought about it being a problem. Should we play a record? Yeah, let's play a record. What should we play? Do you want to go first? Yeah, I wanted to play um, my mate Serge. Hello, Serge. My mate Serge's record. No, I love Serge Gainsbourg. He, I think he's just, he's cool. And he smokes more than I do, so that makes me feel quite good about myself, actually. <laughs> makes you feel healthy. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> Which track? Um, I'm not sure, but one of the Histoire de Melodie. Histoire de Melodie Nelson. That was well pronounced. Maybe. Si 
but what what have you got? I've got something from Phantom Band. All right. Um, obviously two of the guys from Can. And which one am I going to play? I think I'm going to play Nervous Breakdown. I was going to play This Is the Rule, but that's a kind of bit bit dancey. So I'm going to play Nervous Breakdown. I reckon. Here we go.
about what else what else pisses you off what else pisses me off well um well that kind of pisses me off <laughs> and then um people and that's the end of the podcast thanks guys <laughs> no i mean I, I i love people and i love meeting that's one of the things that i enjoy most about um traveling and like playing so many places because you not always, but a lot of the times you end up meeting really, really good people. Yeah, really definitely. interesting to talk to people and um, interesting to talk to people. So, um, you know what I mean? And yeah. um, I really enjoy that. Yeah, I do as well. I think it's really like there's some shows that you play that you just, you kind of click with the people who are running the show yeah, straight away. Definitely. Or, and. Yeah, even if you don't like, it's not like you're going to kind of speak to them every day, but you know that if you, especially if you go back a couple of times and play the same thing, it's, it's like a real, you know, you kind of form a really good friendship there. Yeah, you do. I, and I love that. And it's great. It's actually one of the things that we were, t- we were talking about a little bit earlier, like with Hamburg, like, because the only times I've played in Hamburg have been at the Poodle. And the first time was super, like really, really early on. Everything's right. Like Ralph's great and the venue's amazing and the people there are amazing and it's just yeah. uh, you know like I played when I played the Poodle again last year and I hadn't seen Ralph for four years I think but it was just straight away it was like you'd seen him yeah the week before you know Ralph as well yeah you're right <laughs> I'm <laughs> great thank you beer hiccups I've got um <laughs> beer <out>. burps boyation <laughs> 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 No, when was it? When did you when did you release your first record? Two thousand and nine. Two thousand and nine. Yeah. That's when I started DJing. Actually. Oh really? Yeah. Two thousand eight, two thousand two thousand nine. Yeah. Was that? Okay, here's a question. Yeah. What was your first? What was your first DJ gig? Can you remember it? Yeah. That's a really interviewee question, isn't that it? That is a very interview question. I remember it. It was, um, I had my decks at home and I practiced like beat matching basically. And I could do it at home, but I was still kind of like, didn't really know. I wasn't very confident and stuff. And then um, a friend of mine, Christopher Rao, he released on Smallville Records yeah. and stuff. He played at this bar and uh, I was kind of like a bit cheeky and was like can I, can I play a few records as well <laughs> and he was like yeah of course you can and 
I was so scared that my hands were like shaking and I just literally couldn't hear anything because I was used to having like a really good kind of monitor and stuff yeah. and I just had the headphones on like one ear and did the other thing with the monitor but then you're in a bar and there isn't really anything and I was like <laughs> I've got no idea what's going on so that was my first that was my first DJ gig I suppose sort of and then I played Amazing. at the same bar a couple of times after that and somewhere else on a big stage at a festival that just happened but there wasn't anyone there so I played in front of no one for half an hour on, a, on, massive on a massive stage, stage. <laughs> <laughs> and then I um, asked another friend of mine uh, RVDS oh, yeah. he's called yeah and um he had like a regular night at the pool or has a regular night at the pool and I asked him if I could like play or something he was like oh yeah there's this um a Tuesday and I'm actually not in town so I'm looking for someone to take it over and I was like okay cool and I did that and amazing yeah so within two months i went from not knowing anything to playing at the poodle that's amazing <laughs> but that's the good thing about that's the so poodle because than, that's so much cooler than my story is it cooler than your story no yeah. it's not that cool but i mean the good thing about the poodle always was that it doesn't really matter if you yeah you can do whatever you want and i know a lot of people like uh, this this um vietnamese guy called Phuong dan oh yeah he actually i'm playing with him this week actually. yeah he told me that he basically learned how to beach mat and all that at the club in front of people, which is the best quite way. cool. Yeah, yeah, totally best way. But That's it's good so to cool. have it. Yeah, and it's a good way to. It's a good thing that you have um, a place like that where it really just doesn't really matter. so great about the poodle for me was it it always gave off that vibe that doesn't really matter who you are there you're still just playing in it yeah it's like it doesn't matter if you're the biggest name or yeah not the biggest name yeah you just get that you just get the vibe that no one really gives a shit who you are anyway even yeah. if you are not in a bad way but in terms yeah, yeah. of like you're just like they're there they're there at the poodle yeah yeah sure people get more crowds than other people but yeah it's a good it's a, it's a great place that place and they reckon it's going to be open soon again I think so that's the plan anyway that's good news that was really that was so that was really devastating seeing that yeah and the weird thing is in Hamburg it doesn't really Berlin is different and I suppose like London is different as well but in Hamburg things don't it's just like a few kind of like institutions there and once they shot it's not like the next day something else opens somewhere yeah. else it's just very kind of static which 
is necessarily a good thing, but that's just the way it goes. So it was basically, well, the pool is gone. There's not going to be something else. Um, it's just, yeah. Yeah, I get that. I mean, it was kind of a similar thing with what happened in Manchester with um, the Roadhouse. I think we did just over seven years, but the Roadhouse had been there. It was a small club and it had been going for 20 years. And it was predominantly, like it used to be just like a, or it was known, well known for being like a band club. So a lot of people really early on in their careers would play there like, I think like Oasis and stuff like that and Coldplay and the band oh, Elbow right. like used to work behind the bar and stuff like that. And um, But it was so many Manchester nightclubs had been there, like club nights had been there. Like, yeah. Um, Electric Chair was there and Friends and Family was there and all these other kind of people like really long running Manchester nights and it just shut down May last year I think the, the owners wanted to turn it into a restaurant and it had been there for like 20 odd years and then it, um, they ended up not doing it as a restaurant and now it's up for lease but Manchester kind of has a lot of small clubs but not as many as it used to but it's not so that I think it's kind of I don't know I, I get the I, I don't know but I get the vibe that there's a little bit of a similarity between Hamburg and Manchester in that they're very overshadowed by say like Berlin or London but they have their own little like really really interesting scenes going on and but the kind of same thing that you were saying like in terms of when when a venue like the Roadhouse closes down or something like the Poodle shuts down for a bit it's not so easily absorbed as if it could be in somewhere especially somewhere like Berlin where I mean I think Berlin more so than London like you've seen recently with the thing with fabric in London how yeah it's a very very different place to the poodle but having a club of that magnitude just gone even if it is temporary even in a city the size of London at the moment you know those, there's more and more venues going like Dance Tunnel went early on in the year as well and loads of other places and it's really starting to you're really starting to feel it I think yeah whereas I think in somewhere like Berlin maybe it's not as what's the word I want to use it's maybe not you, you don't see the sustained kind of problem with it so much maybe because there's just stuff everywhere in every little kind of nook and cranny there's a there's clubs that you even if you were had been there a million times and you knew the place like the back of your hand there's probably well there's definitely clubs that you still don't know exist because they're yeah. just like doors in a wall somewhere yeah and and places um open as well like new places open up yeah and you you get that in hamburg but it's never they're not that many and it never becomes like like well I don't know I don't really go out that much to no, I don't either <laughs> they're possibly the wrong people to talk about this um, imagine if like someone listening to this is is like really into both our music yeah probably more so yours and mine but imagine if they're like oh my god wow I'm gonna listen to this and, and then they just so hear us talking about like our longings just for a light switch and not going out.
Okay, so next one. Yeah, next thing is uh, Hypno Beat, um, a project with a guy called James Dean Brown from Frankfurt. Uh, he lives between Frankfurt and Berlin. And we've got this um, project. He started in the early 80s. And um, I joined the project in 2013, I think, and we just released a record on Armour 17. And we played at the Armour 17 party in Moscow, one of the festivals, the... I can't remember the name of the festival. Um, And yeah, this is out and it's just like drum machines, it's a live recording, just like, yeah, four drum machines and a few effects things. Amazing.
not. I don't think I've done an interview with another artist. I did an interview with uh, Veronica Vasica, but we had like an interviewer with us. Uh, it was kind of like yeah. three people talking, so she kind of like she asked asked questions and stuff as well. And we and the problem was it was um, on Skype, so Skype is always a bit. You get that delay. You get that delay. Yes. So I always think I always think I'm either being rude or people are rude on Skype because you get that slight delay and you start talking over people. Yeah. And then you just like this. Oh shit! Sorry. Oh, sorry. Did I just talk over you? Yeah. Sorry. Say that again. And then you just like you start talking and then the other person hasn't heard you yet and they start talking and then you just like this weird like just. Uh, 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 uh. Sorry. What did you say? Yeah. It can be. It can be really awkward actually. So you did the interview with Veronica. Yeah. Big fan of her label. Me too. And like I can't remember the last thing that came out that I was wasn't really into on that label. Can it's you? it's not really. I I think it's a great label, and I've got yeah I've got a whole minimal wave collection. It's, it's great. Amazing I love stuff. It. It's, it's good. Stuff. Yeah. I agree, but I mean, I I like those kind of labels anyway. I'm a, I'm a big fan of like dark entries and um, <clears throat> a few others like um, here mannequin records or something. It's very in the same world, but a lot of it's yeah. Like, I mean, dark entries at the moment. I think last last month they reissued three of like my all time favorite things What's within that? like a week or something. Your all time favorites come. Let's do some like music. What's your all-time favorite records? Well, they weren't like on dark entries. <laughs> my all-time dark entries. Uh, okay, all-time favorite dark entries records. Well, the three. The three. Okay. Well, they did. Or maybe it was actually two in a week. They did that. Um, the Paul Twelve, the Jamaica Running, and the Jago Twelve. I think in the same week. That was the Frankie Knuckles thing from mm-hmm. early, early on. But I actually heard that record a few years ago off John Kay. John Kay used to play that record over and over and over. And a couple of years ago, I finally bought a copy of it and then, yeah, they remastered it and put it out. And the pool. The pool was always a little bit of a secret weapon one, I think. Even though you'd hear it a lot of places, but yeah, they just reissue so much stuff. And it's all amazing. Yeah. They're gonna reissue something by me. Are they? Yes. <gasps> so it's gonna be amazing, obviously. What are they doing? Is it one of those like lost eight track? Yeah, basically. Hell and a half the lost, lost sessions. Lost lost sessions from two years ago. <laughs> That's basically it, yeah. What kind of stuff have you got coming up? This is this Nothing is really. This sounds this like this it's gone a bit MTV now. This is so what a kind bit, of projects are you working on? Oh yeah, this is a bit MTV, yeah, I have nothing. 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 I actually, I won, <laughs> I won a music prize in Hamburg. Did you? Yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. What did you win? Um, it, it was like the newcomer prize. I won that last year, which is a bit weird because I wasn't really a newcomer anyway. But uh, anymore. But anyway, um, it doesn't matter. I. W- <laughs> I want a prize. What? That's it. <laughs> I want a prize, but the thing is, I won the only prize where you actually get something, not just like this statue thing. Oh yeah, did you get a statue? I got a statue. Where is it? Um, it's in the other room. You can have a look at it in a sec. <laughs> I'm gonna show. I'm gonna show you my statue. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> so what, what did you, apart from the statue? So I got, what I got was, um, I thought I was going to get money, but apparently not. The, the company that kind of like sponsored that particular award thing, the, that category, um, they do like posters and stuff and they were like do you have like a tour coming up or um an album or something we could like do posters and all over germany and i was like no <laughs> I, i've got nothing coming up and um and um we agreed on that i could buy like a synthesizer or something and they were going to pay for it but then they never really replied to my emails <laughs> <laughs> and um now i think maybe i should do that poster thing because i'd rather have a poster than nothing right yeah so maybe i'd do like um like posters of all over uh germany with saying like helena half not much doing at the moment <laughs> type something like that because I've got nothing coming out can I just like have like like my picture there in my name or something so it's saying like bit lazy at the moment but she's soon gonna be like <laughs> Helena Howe is I keep saying Helena Helena Howe is on hiatus or something or is on holiday yeah yeah it's something like that but actually that reminds me of something that I meant to talk to you about you were the subject of possibly one of the greatest t-shirts I've ever seen I saw someone post on, it might have been Powell posted it. Some guy was wearing a t-shirt with your face on it oh, that said, don't yeah. hassle the house. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's, um, yeah. That was amazing. I thought that was amazing. You should get those, you should get that done. Yeah, I could, yeah, see, I could do that for the posters. So, yeah, don't hassle the house, that was really funny. He was there in Manchester. When I was that in Manchester? Oh, it was in Manchester. Oh, of course it was in Manchester, see? Yeah, it was in Manchester, and he just stood there and um, Object um, took a photo. Oh, it was Object who posted it, yeah, not Pal. It was Object, I don't know if, if he posted it, but he took a photo of it and he sent it over to me and um, wherever he posted it. So, so yeah, I, I, I just remember seeing see. it a while ago. But yeah, yeah, I remember thinking when we were going to have this chat, I was like, I need to speak to her about that, because that was... I kind of wanted to know where to get one because I think you should but I saw someone else make t-shirts for me really? yeah they, I played in, um, at a festival in Helsinki and there were like three guys with health music t-shirts and we actually it was on the resident advisor stage and resident advisor wanted to do like a little interview with me afterwards like filmed interview and those guys were there so they handed over the uh, the microphone they handed it over to them and said like do you want to do the interview and they started like interviewing me but it's just I, I hope it's gonna get because they were so pissed <laughs> it was hilarious and uh, I can't remember what he said he said something I look like his ex-girlfriend or something it was just a like what? really it's like his, I look like his ex. I can't remember. Oh, his ex girlfriend. Like, yeah, something like that. Weird. And and I said to him, do you do you realise that this is getting filmed by resident advisor? You might get famous, you know. And um, he was just like, I don't care. He kept on like the microphone somewhere down there, like, <laughs> and um, couldn't hear what he was saying and stuff. I don't know if they're going to use. It. I hope they're going to use it. It was hilarious, and they, he wore this health music T-shirt. That's amazing. Yeah, did you ever get something like that? No, never. I suppose your name isn't really like... No, it's a terrible... With health, you can do so many yeah. st stupid, like, workplace and shit. Yeah. 
No, nothing like that. Yeah, I still lucky. get weirded out when people ask me to sign things, though. There was a guy who played a gig about a, maybe a year ago in Belgium. And this guy turned up with some stuff, like three or four things of mine to sign. And I kind of felt like saying to him, like, Are you sure you want to do this? Yeah. It's probably going to devalue it. You know? <laughs> I had to sign a... a um computer ones like a laptop what yes like brand new laptop he was like are you sh- are you sure you want this yeah. i mean are you sure you want me to like but then it doesn't really matter i mean it's just a stupid laptop isn't it it's just a yeah just get a new one yeah exactly. we'll just put a sticker on it Yeah, I'm German. Yeah, alright. I should be. Oh, mine didn't pop like yours did. Yeah, you 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 have to try. There is a thing you can. There is a thing you have to try to make this go in there, but the right way around. And there was actually something on telly where they. There you go. For uh, the benefit of people who are listening. Yeah, cling cling. Helen, they just flicked us. What they called swing tops. What are they called? Plop top. Plop top. That's what they call it in Germany. Plop-tops. No. Like the kind of, they're more famous for like the Grolsch bottles, aren't they? You kind of flick the top off. She just flicked one back on. It's pretty cool. Cheers. Let's try and uh, let me think. If I was a journalist. If you were a journalist, what would you do now? Well, did we talk about projects? You've got an album coming out. Yes. Okay, you've oh, yeah, got an I do. Album I should probably talk about that, you've, shouldn't I? You've got an album coming out and yeah. I, I, I think Ninja Tune wants us to talk about this right probably yeah 
So Do we have to though? Um, you just asked me what I would do if I was a journalist and you didn't say if I was a good journalist so I'm just going to be a bad one so um, <laughs> I would possibly ask you um, what's it about the album see this is a really tricky question actually because it's it's not a concept album do you know what I mean so I find yeah. that there's a real trend in a lot of music at the moment to add narratives to things that don't necessarily have a narrative do you know what I mean yeah so it's not really about any one thing but it's definitely more it's it's different to the it's like it's different in approach to the first record and it's different in this is kind of like really weird talking about because you haven't even heard it yet on the last record it's very much it was my first record and I, I'm into quite a lot of music and I wanted to make lots of different types of music so it was very like scatterbrain and kind of like very like sharp turns and different tempos and different kind of blah blah blah, blah whatever um, there was like some live sounding stuff on there and some not so live sounding stuff on there but this one it was like I really wanted to move away into kind of a so it was more machine sounding more kind of like longer developed ideas as opposed to like shorter some track that start in this direction then end up in this direction you know and also I felt that a little bit like the kind of stuff that I wanted to or the kind of stuff that I was into wasn't really the kind of stuff that I was maybe associated with so much you know it wasn't like a a, a massive conscious decision to shift in a direction because it isn't really it's just like an evolution of the first one it's more it's a little bit more refined and it's a little bit more i don't know it's like in terms of like i was i used to be really insecure as, a, as as like a producer fine as a dj it was fine it was like but as a producer i kind of like or making music i always felt way more insecure and i think that insecurity came out in a lot of stuff where i would shunt certain things into a music into my music that i thought was like a little bit too straight do you know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. like, I didn't have the confidence enough to let an idea breathe for like seven minutes. You know? the same like I'm way more insecure with my own music than I am with DJ sets or the, like DJing it's it's quite normal I think because it's your own music you play other people's records and yeah you kind of like fuck up the mix or something you're like well okay that was a bit uh, 
why didn't I get it right? You might think about <clears> it, but it's like doesn't really matter people forget about it as well because yeah. a, a dj set is something it just happens and then you will never hear it again the yeah. same way and it's very much unless like it's recorded but then that's a different but you know yeah. it's it's just there for the moment for the people in the club and you yeah. and you're all on the same kind of like level you're a bit drunk you're a bit kind of like it's at night you know you're not like fully kind of alert awake type yeah it's definitely it's like it's, it's a kind of like it's a moment of spontaneity and like a yeah you know it's like one thing yeah yeah and it's just it's just there for the moment and then it's gone and i love that about dj sets i'm for example not too keen on recording my dj sets because i always feel like it's just it was meant to be for the people in the club and yeah i totally not, agree yeah and not necessarily for people sitting at home listening to it online can be cool don't get me wrong mm. i mean there's, there's not necessarily anything wrong with that but i feel like i don't want to do that too often i feel it's really cool to just have it as like like that and then it's gone yeah. i don't want to have like an archive of everything that ever happened i feel it's quite nice that dj sets are just like that and then they're gone yeah but then yeah you have a record and it's your own music and you sat at home or in your studio and stuff and you thought a lot about it and it's it's very it's a very always a very personal thing mm. like releasing a record is always a bit like and i think everyone gets insecure and a bit like scared about it and stuff at times or feels a bit weird about it and doesn't really yeah. know if it's good or not and you're so close to the tunes as well you've heard them for so uh, um you've heard them so many times and you you don't have you need a little bit of distance as well to yeah, know totally. if it's good or not and all those things that come into play and stuff so i totally understand that yeah and i think also as well is that i didn't really have like a clear direction in terms of what i wanted to do in terms of making music it wasn't like i said to myself right i want to do like house music because i didn't i just kind of started experimenting with electronic music like i grew up kind of playing instruments you know Oh, did you? Not, not, yeah, not particularly well, but like, yeah, like I started playing guitar when I was a younger, and then kind of self, I said self-taught, kind of like, kind of self-taught myself piano and like drums and stuff like that, but not very well. But yeah, you know, I could, I could do it, and so the actual space from learning to make electronic music or starting to make electronic music into actually releasing the record was super short it was like a couple of years maybe or three years or something and I think that um, it was like I didn't have any kind of like particular goal with it like in terms of like alright oh, you know what like I really settled on this kind of sound so I just would for me it would make sense that if something was like 80 bpm and like on this particular vibe or something was like super fast and like on a different kind of vibe to put it out as the same thing and therefore you maybe because i also played a lot of different type of music in dj sets it didn't kind of really matter to me but i think actually now like that since the last record i kind of started messing around with some alias stuff which is a little bit more on a certain singular um vibe and i think that really made me reassess kind of the stuff I wanted to do as Elemsphere. And 
moving more into a world where the kind of music that I make and the music that I play out in a lot of DJ sets is a lot more there's a bit of a there's a closer they're not as far apart you know some people I've played it to seem to think it's like this massive departure but for me it doesn't really sound like that at all it just sounds like a the next record I was chatting to Martin once you know Dutch Martin and um, he was saying you know, like you, t- you spend your whole life making your first record and you do your next one in two years. <clears throat> Sorry, two years. Squeaky voice. And so it's a lot easier to then separate those albums into specific projects. And I suppose if you look at people who, I mean, you've done two records, right? Because there was that one and then the cassette thing. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I basically did two albums, yeah. yeah. So this is only my second. And then... For the next one, I might want to do something that's a little bit more in a certain direction, you know? Yeah. And it's a lot easier, I think, after you do your first record. Like, going into my first record, it was totally like, I need to put all this stuff in there because this is all the stuff that I kind of want to do in some form or another. And then actually, after that record's done, you actually think, well, maybe it's the kind of, like, leaving stuff out that is as important as the stuff that you put in. So I think making that first record is, like, a really big learning curve as a producer I had the same thing with my well actually my first album was my first album because I had this tape coming out before and because I knew that my first album was going to come out and work this I felt like oh this isn't an album so I came up with this unfortunate name of a tape which is I wish I would have just called it something else because it was always like oh Helena Half released a tape called a tape and you're like fantastic i didn't think that was her anyway i thought it was actually quite a cool name really cool cool that's making me feel better now and anyway i kind of like i didn't really want this to be an album because i knew that another album was coming out and i was just like okay i wanted to get this out but it was like um a collection of tracks and i didn't it didn't i didn't think of it as an album at the time but i think it's actually an album and it works yeah as an album anyway so i've i had that coming up but anyway the the ninja tune album discrete desires that was kind of like very different to everything else Mm. i did before and people were like oh she went to this into this kind of like different direction and uh and then people asked me what are you gonna do next and what kind of direction do you want to Guys, I, I don't care. I might just like go back to doing that kind of noisy acid stuff, and I did yeah. go back to doing that as well. So I don't really think like that. I don't think oh, I have to develop as an artist. So that's really interesting, actually, for me because I didn't, um, I didn't know that you'd had that kind of feedback or response to to the Discreet Desires record. So well, it's kind people of a, kind of like said thought you were kind of like going in a certain way uh, yeah definitely because it was so different and I was going in a certain way but I kind of like is that your track no. what's that noise <laughs> <laughs> some somebody is sawing a tree down and Helena just said is that one of your tracks playing <laughs> yeah so that's um, it's good to know I feel like it's all going to be all right. It's all going to be fine. Don't worry about it. 
I remember the first time I went into like a club with like a DJ DJing and I thought it was so exciting and I thought I had this kind of like this weird feel of a little bit of danger was in the air you know I was like a bit like felt a bit dangerous yeah no no it's not it's not at all it's not at all and I still wish it had a little bit of that the funny thing is sometimes when I go to like a concert or go to like a club where they play completely different music it's a completely different scene and I don't know anyone there I still feel a bit like that yeah it's quite strange it's like when I go to like a different kind of place it's like I feel a bit like a teenager again it's quite nice actually yeah because it's that kind of it's just the unknown isn't it so say for example it's like I remember actually like the first time I played at the Poodle it was so alien to so many venues that I played at before. It was kind of like, this is raw, you know, right down by the docks and kind of all by the water. And, you know, just tags everywhere. Like just everything's tagged up. There isn't like a, there isn't a spare bit of bar left that hasn't got something on it or something. Do you know what I mean? And it was just so kind of like, yeah, this is, this is pretty, pretty amazing and it was that kind of like holy shit then actually that was one of the one of the gigs the first time i did the poodle was actually like you know like a proper butterflies moment i was like shit i'm actually getting a little bit nervous about doing this not because i was scared but because it was like you know it was like i was like fuck this is like a really this is a really cool place yeah yeah i totally know what you mean and then you start working at the bar and you and it all goes yeah and it, it's, it's kind of weird that actually because it was like I remember the first time I ever DJed in a club and the first time I ever DJed in a club properly I think was actually at the same venue that we ended up doing our club night in and that very first time it was like the biggest moment and then it becomes so um, what's the word it's, it's just it's just regular it's not like you don't enjoy it it's you yeah. always enjoy it but it's just that that something very odd about that first first kind of like venture into everything's magnified so everything's way more important than it actually is exactly and now it's getting really philosophical yeah uh the older you get the less first times you have so that kind of thing just like that's a bit it's not sad but and you get something else which is cool because I get something else out of club nights now than I did like 10 years ago mm. and that's just as good as the other thing but sometimes I think ah, oh, I just want to kind of like for one night just have like someone like Darren Brown come up to me <laughs> and go like you, you, you will forget everything you know now click and then you forget everything and you're like oh my god this is so exciting you know what i mean yeah i'd like to have that like every now and then go like yeah definitely yeah absolutely because it is really easy as well to get quite jaded by the thing the whole thing which i mean you know we're incredibly lucky that we get to kind of go places and play shows and yeah and it's it's fantastic and i i always have that thing i always say to myself when I'm when I feel a bit tired or run down or something I'm like hold on what did you just do you just flew to 
a, an amazing country like somewhere at a beach or something mm. you play like a festival in front of like 2,000 people and they were all dancing and cheering it's like Christ this is this is brilliant yeah Anything else you missed in Germany? Um, what do I miss? Do you know what I really miss? This is super specific. It's basically every Sunday in Manchester, we used to go to this place called Cabana, which did this um, Pakistani dish called Nahari. It was like slow cooked lamb stew overnight, like really hot, really spicy, mm. but they'd only do it on a Sunday. That's the thing I miss possibly more than anything apart from my family obviously oh uh, yeah 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 <laughs> okay so you miss you miss this Pakistani dish and your family yeah and friends and friends and there must be something scotch eggs hey, do you I miss scotch eggs those. there is a definitely there's definitely a time and a place for them you, yeah, every day. Do you get do you get them. like cravings, like real cravings? Yes, I do. I love them so much, and I actually started doing my own, and they're really good. Oh, really? It's just, it's really simple, but it's a lot of work, like preparing. Because they're just not. You don't really get them here at all. You can't get them here at all. No, you can't really get pies either. Yeah. See, that's. See, the thing I've noticed a lot is that you don't have a lot of spicy food it's really hard to get like spicy food yeah true you can't really get I think there's a definitely lot of yeah. like Indian yeah. stuff either there's a yeah. lot of Indian places but they're not they're not really yeah not like in England yeah yeah So, my turn. Uh, I'm going to play something off. Uh, I don't have the original because it's really, really rare. I have it on a comp. It's by Sympathy Nervous. I think it was 1980. It's a track called Inverted Type. <laughs> Oh, 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 
terms of like mixes or yeah stuff like that um i don't subscribe to any but i will check for example if i see someone has done a mix for something that i'm into yeah then i'll check it there is some sites that i kind of check a little bit more than others um but not massively i like listening to radio i listen to nts a lot at home yeah. if I'm like not doing if I'm just like doing some stuff at home I might put NTS on or because I've always, I always on. find it so funny when you upload like a mix on SoundCloud or something and it's like a two hour mix and within the first 15 minutes of the upload of it being uploaded um, people go like that was a fantastic mix but it's a two hour mix and it's only 15 minutes since it's Blows been on and it's like how how do you manage to listen to a two hour mix within 15 minutes knowing that's actually good that's that's a skill that's a skill I Definitely. mean I mean I don't don't want to be judgmental or anything at all because I do that as well like I, sometimes I just click through stuff because I'm like okay I, I like this DJ I like his tunes just see what's in there and you're like oh I like this tune you miss out on a lot of the other ones but you kind of like click through and go like oh this is sounds good but I always find that quite um quite funny actually when you see that happening it's like two hour mix and like within the first 15 minutes of it being up it's like love the mix great mix well done amazing work yeah that's really weird all right What's up next? What you got? Um, I've got something on 
aerobic audio, I think. And the track is by Hypercut, which I think means Hypercunt in Dutch. <laughs> Uh, it's made in Belgium, but it's got a lot of uh, a Russian writing on it, um, and I can't read that. And um, yeah, great compilation of like it's <laughs> one of the other artists called Octopussy. So there you go. Um, enjoy.
whole point of uh, there's nothing better though either I think than when you play something that is a real rarity or something or something that you not a lot of people know about isn't a well-known tune and you're playing in a, in a big place and it, yeah. and everyone responds to it in a really positive way I think kind of for me that's like one of the best things about what we do actually when we DJ yeah like is it the same for you like if you kind of like have something that you know isn't very well known and this may be quite a weird record as well actually and it you play it in a context that you wouldn't expect say for example at like a festival you play quite a weird record not very well known and everyone like loses their mind to it or something that for me is like one of the best things when you kind of think oh fucking hell like this is not a particularly hype tune it's not like the summer's like you know it's not like an anthem or something yeah and and then a load of people are like what is this record what is this record and you like like I just have a habit of just like passing them the sleeve yeah I do the the same yeah it's like have a look at the sleeve yeah, I do the same. No, I love that. And I, what I love as well is like when you play in front of a, well, it doesn't have to be a big audience, but you play in front of people and um, you play music that you really, really like and and they seem to like it as well. It's just like you feel like you're one. I mean, it's, it's kind of like a, not a stupid feeling, but you know, you feel like you're a big group out of a sudden you're like all one and you yeah. you like the same thing and it's great to like share music and and see people people's re- reaction and see how they enjoy dancing to it and it's like yeah if you play um like stuff that isn't very well known or for example when i play like test pressing of my label or something with stuff on and people react to it it's almost like it's almost like them reacting to like my own music but it's another artist that i uh, have on my label for example and they react to it i'm like it's almost like a child i mean i don't have any kids but like your 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 kid coming home and saying like oh look i've got like um my teacher said to me that i was really good today and you're like oh well done yeah (laughs) and it's almost like that you know what i mean i get you thing isn't it because it's not based on like especially if it's something you've played you know that you've played out for the very first time and you're the only person who has it and it's a purely organic thing because they're not none of these people could have heard it before yeah. So they are literally responding to what just they're hearing. Music, yeah. Not not, not to the hype. Not to not not to the. Yeah. It's just the music. And it's it's nice. And I always think like oh, I've got great artists on my life. <laughs> it's it's oh. almost like having like kids. It's so really strange. <laughs> that is or really... like having a cat and going like, oh well done, you opened the door, <laughs> or you had a shit on the toilet instead of <laughs> your little cat litter. If the if I had a cat, <laughs> no. if I had a cat and it took a shit in the toilet, I would do more than congratulate it. Yes, I'd be I'd like, be so what proud of the it. fuck did you yeah. just do? That was amazing. Exactly, and then it using the bog roll, and then I'd be all over it. From but, washing yeah. its hands or paws. <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah, that 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 is like that would be amazing. But you know what I mean? It's like something actually quite stupid, and you got like, oh, that's you're quite proud. <laughs>
How is the label stuff going? Um, well, well, I'm I'm really bad at promoting and stuff, so I don't do any promotion, and I just hope that people get into it. Yeah, they I've do. Got, I've got um, I've got an email list, but I couldn't figure out how to send an email like BCC instead of like having all the names. Ah, and, and it took me like CC drama. Like, felt like a week to get all the names in there and now I can't figure out how to uh, I'm so bad at promoting things but I get a lot of promos of people and a lot of really good stuff and I always try to kind of like listen to everything I get which isn't possible but I try to listen to as many stuff as I could possibly listen to without going crazy one of the alias things that I was talking about earlier that was just the polar opposite to say for example the Inland Sphere stuff so it was just white label no information and just put out yeah do you think that actually in like nowadays there's so much information available to people all the time and every release tends to be like we were kind of saying earlier about the narrative with stuff that actually people respond a little better to things that they aren't told everything about on the promotional side of things. I don't know, because I don't know if people even read that. You know, if you've got, like, big promo and stuff going on, I'm mm. not sure if people even really care. You know what I mean? I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't know. I feel like I should definitely... I mean, if, if I was doing a little bit more promotion... For my label, I'm sure would sell a little bit better and people would know. But um, I just can't be asked. <laughs> Drink to that. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> and it can become something like, you know, sometimes those kind of labels someone picks up on them and then they get like really hyped because there isn't any information about them but to be fair that happens very very rarely mm. most labels like that just stay where they are sell a few copies but that's basically it but I don't know I mean I just yeah as I said, I'm not very good at it and I just yeah I love putting people's music out when I think it's really good and I enjoy it I get a lot of Actually, I once said in an interview when I just started my label, they were like, oh, what's the concept behind it? And I said, I don't really have a concept, but, but I kind of like want to put like psychedelic music and techno music out and stuff, and because no one really does that. That's wrong. I don't do it because no one really does it, and I don't really do it anyway because I don't get any psychedelic rock promos sent to me <laughs> at all. <laughs> so um, I... I had like a couple of bands in mind, but then they they don't really want to even put anything out. And then I just get a lot of techno promos sent on, so it's just going to be a techno label, actually, to be fair. <laughs> no, but it's like I said that and I say so many things, and it's like, oh, why did I say that? I didn't even really mean that. I was just trying to explain that I don't have a concept and that I might put a site record out, but... I don't, you know, I'm not yeah. like, it doesn't have to be one type of music. The stress of being a label owner. Mm, yeah, now I have to put a site record out because I said that I was gonna. 
got to do it. Everybody's waiting for it now. Oh, no, not another techno thing. It's, I was waiting for the psych. Where is it? <laughs> We're all waiting for the psych. Yeah. you got to do it. Yep. Bands out there, listen to this. I want your music. stuff to talk about don't think so but we could have gone on for ages actually we could have gone on for ages but I think it might have gotten even more boring let's do one more I think this is something we're both into we were talking about this record before yes we are the Dirty Criminals international DJ Gigolo records comp from is it 2006 something like that 2006 could have picked anyone off here really couldn't we really yeah I, 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 lo- I love that one and they've got another um, Dirty Cr- Criminals uh, compilation type thing bombs are just amazing that's it we're done we're done ciao, ciao. have a good day another level another level
Thanks to Ilum Sphere and Helena Howe for that. And now we turn our attention to some of the new releases coming out on the Ninja Tune family of labels. Starting with Leatherette and a track called Rich and Dan, which is from their forthcoming LP. Dan by Leatherette coming out on Ninja Tune. Up next, it's Colcut and a track called Donald's Wig, which features Roses Gabor on vocals. Cold Cut with Donald Twig coming out on Ahead of Our Time. Now we hear a new album track from Romare called Come Close to Me, which is coming out on Ninja Tune. Thank you. 
was Romare with Come Close To Me from his forthcoming LP. We now head over to the Technicolor label and music from Jay Daniel called Knowledge of Selfie. Jay Daniel and a track called Knowledge of Selfie coming out on Technicolor. And finally, it's Hieroglyphic Being with a new 12 coming out on Technicolor, and this track is called This Is for the Rave Bangers. being with a track from his new 12 coming out on Technicolor. That's the end of the Ninja Tune podcast. Many thanks for listening and we'll be back with another edition soon. 